Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This podcast is brought to you by Men's Tea Clinic. Men's Tea Clinic is the team I trust with my total wellness optimization, and so should you. Five DFW locations with North Frisco, El Dorado Parkway at Dallas North Tollway now open. Call 972-GO-MEN'S-TEA or visit mensteaclinic.com. KNC Masterpiece right here on 105 Through the Fan. We're live at Buffalo Wild Wings in Frisco, 3211 Preston Road in Frisco. If you want to come and see us, plus this is the best spot to be for delicious food, great deals on drinks, plenty of TVs, us and Miller Lite will be giving away a pair of Cowboys Packers tickets. So if you could show up between 10 and 2, you can register for those right now. We bring to you Dallas Cowboys insider Mickey Spagnola. Good morning, sir. Good morning, gentlemen. When I heard where you were, I almost stopped by. You know, and I thought ahead of time we should have told you, hey, I we're probably going to be close to your workplace today. Well, yeah, I, we're was the dri- I was still driving, and I said, but what if I get there and they don't have an extra headset? We, oh, do. we do because we because Kyle Yeomans is coming up at one today to hang out with okay. us. Okay, so I made sure that we had an extra. So, Mickey, you're always welcome to come by. We'll make room. I didn't want to have to split a headset right and share a microphone. I think that would be the most <laughs> hilarious. I bet Mike would give his up for you. He'd yeah. be like, you know what? I'll uh, I'll turn it over for Mickey for this. You got one. it, Nick. <laughs> well, I should have come then. By the way. <laughs> So I, I, I'm curious, we always talk about, obviously, a lot of focus on Cowboys, how they're getting back from injury and everything like that. I understand all that, but what do you think about the Yair Alexander continuing saga where Matt LaFleur said kind of a freak deal where he stepped on somebody's foot and rolled his ankle during a walk or jog through? Yeah, that's kind of weird, right? Well, yes. that, would, that would level the playing field if Stefan Gilmore not at his best. And if I they suppose lose that the corner, is true. Then we just even things out, right? Um, <laughs> I suppose so. I would imagine that if he had to go out there taped up with a splint on his ankle, that he'll be out there. Is is injury the biggest problem for Green Bay? Like that they have had some significant players that are are and have been injured with this group. Um. I, I guess I look at Christian Watson so Yeah, lot. Watson, I mean, he's missed the last five games. And, and he really has – I mean, he's only got 28 catches this year. And, you know, as we saw, it was last year, right, his kind of coming out party. What did he have, two, three touchdowns against yep. the Cowboys? Yeah. Um, and I started him in fantasy that day. Yeah, very oh, good. Um, so, <laughs> so yeah, I mean, you know, but when you get this far, it, it's – you know, you can't sit there and say, well, I got this guy missing, you know, the – uh, Cowboys can't be bemoaning not having Trayvon Diggs or uh, Leighton Vander Esch at this point in the season. You know, you are who you are, and you got to go play. And no one's going to feel sorry for you, by the way. Yeah, nobody's going to feel sorry for you right now. Kevin. Do you think that's just in general for sports, or that's specifically because it's the Cowboys? What's that? Nobody's going to feel oh, sorry oh, for Oh, yeah. Us. No, I don't think it. No, I think it's general. You know, okay. you got 14 teams in the in the playoffs, and – 
You know, no one's going to sit there and, you know, at the, you know, we can talk about it all week, right? And then you go out and lose and everybody's going, well, what happened? Right. Right? And all of a sudden the injury didn't matter. It only matters before the game, during the game. Uh, I don't think anybody will give you that excuse as why you lost. Now, I I think we've talked about this before, but I still remain in awe of what a tear in the back half of the season C.D. Lamb has been on. Like, clearly he's up at or near the top of all the major receiving categories, but have you seen anything different maybe in the back half of the season that has led to an even stronger Dak to C.D. connection, or has it just been a willful shift in the offense to be like, hey, it's fine if you just drill the ball to him again and again? Um, you know, I, I don't know if they've made a confidence uh, conscious effort uh, to be able to do that. But I think one of the things that uh, took place uh, was I thought Dak was trying to be too perfect those first four or five games. Like this was the play that was called, and by golly, I'm running it, right, to the point of being stubborn sitting in the pocket uh, and maybe even, you know, taking sacks. Um, or, or Agreed. Uh, you know, not using his feet. And then, and then all of a sudden it kicked in. He relaxed, and he started playing football again. And, and I think that meshed really well uh, with C.D. Lamb and, and, and saying, okay, if this play was designed here and here and I'm supposed to go there, no, I'm going to C.D. He's open, right? And, and, and I think that, the, you know, the work they put in uh, in the offseason – uh, really showed because it, it occurred to me, and, and stop me if I said this uh, previously this week, but when's the last time somebody said either one of them, well, we weren't on the same page? Remember last year, all the yeah. time we heard that? lots of those, yeah. yeah. Right? We weren't <clears throat> on the same page. That was like that interception or, you know, uh, this guy was open and I didn't see him. We weren't on the same. I haven't heard that this year, right? And I think the work they put in uh, in the offseason, uh, you know, cleaned up some of that. And, and I think f- for the majority, these, these receivers have been running uh, precise, accurate routes. Uh, I don't, I don't I, maybe one time, like there was two receivers in the same spot where the pass was going. It's like, yeah. why are you both there? Well, how many times did that happen last year? Hey, the Green Bay game. Remember the interception down by the end zone? Yes. Uh, he's throwing to CD. CD beat his guy, and Dalton Schultz ran the safety right into the play, and it was interception at the goal line. We haven't seen that. So the precision, I think, has helped out, and the fact that, hey, if CD's open, I'm throwing it to him. I don't care about anybody else. I mean, if you think about it, I, I, I'm looking at the – at his stats right now, so starting with the Rams game, 12 catches, 11 catches, 11 catches, then 6-4, 12, 6-7, six, 6, 13, and 13. Now, if teams want to be stubborn and say, well, we're just going to, you know, we're going to man cover him. Well, good luck with that because it, it, it obviously isn't working when you can have back-to-back games and it was against Detroit, by the way. It had a pretty good defense. That he goes 13 for 227. Uh, so, yeah, if that's your meal ticket, 
You know, nobody belabored the fact that Michael Irvin was dominating the Cowboys' offense back in the 90s, right? Just sure. feed, feed him. Let him. Oh, I'm not complaining well, at and, all. And Mickey, yeah. I was going to no. ask you that because, you know, the, their element, there are a lot of elements of the West Coast offense and what Mike McCarthy calls. And I guess if we look back at the, the what we know of the original part of the West Coast offense, Jerry Rice was getting the ball a lot back in the day. Is that just part of what the West Coast offense yeah, is? I don't it gets that guy open? Yeah, I don't know. I okay. Mean, I, do you see any miraculously different routes being run? No. You know, usually, uh, you know, some of the staples of the West Coast to get the ball out of your hands quick, you know, maybe more uh, lateral throws than, you know, going down the field vertically. Drags uh, and slants, yeah. Yeah, but we're seeing CD going down the field, right? It's not like there's just real quick slants and, and run. Uh, now, if somebody wants to continue to man him and, and, and they're going to play off and he can run a slant, well, good good night, you know, because he's going to hit it and he's going to hit it on the run. And if the safeties continue to play as deep as they were uh, and have been, I mean, Washington's safeties were, you know, they were almost in the next county because they didn't right. want anything getting behind them. And I'll be interested to see how the Packers uh, do it because, you know, they've been uh, somewhat susceptible uh, to the pass. They, they haven't been that great, you know, and if Alexander – uh, is not able to go. I mean, uh, so you know, we'll we'll see how that goes. Um, but again, yeah, if if that's if that's your money maker, go. You know, throw it to CD, and and then if they decide they're going to double, uh, that's why you see Brandon Cooks. You know, not volume, but quality of of catches and, and at key times too. Mickey, yesterday. Uh both Dak and Micah talked like very, uh, I mean, emotionally it felt like about their respective coordinators, head coach obviously for Dak, but, you know, the, the guy that's calling his plays. What did you kind of gather from hearing the, the way that those guys were expressing their feelings about their coaches? Yeah, well, I think when you're, you know, 12-5, and five, you're leading the league uh, for, for Dak's standpoint and leading the league in scoring. Um, yeah, you, you're on, you're on the same page and, you know, things are going awfully well, but they're asked the question, right? It's not like they just come out and say those things. Sure. Uh, and, you know, and the same thing with Micah, when he was asked about the possibility of, uh, you know, Dan Quinn moving on to a head coaching job and he just talked about what he meant to him. Well, they asked DeMarcus Lawrence about it. You know, are you worried about him moving on? Nope. <laughs> That's all he said, right? Uh, but th they understand, and, and it has been uh, a very good connection. Well, it's been a very good connection with Dan Quinn since he's gotten here. I don't think anything's really changed. But they understand how much he means to him, and, you know, the type of guy he is. I thought the thing that Micah said that, you know, he didn't look at him just as a coach. It was almost like a friend. Uh, that that you know the way they've interacted and and I think that's pretty accurate if you if you hung around Dan Quinn enough uh, you you would uh, understand that but you know the, the team's pretty tight uh, and and not to get you know overly dramatic here or anything about it and, and I don't know that that is the you know the only ingredient for winning but uh, it certainly helps when. Uh, you have this camaraderie uh, that they've got going. You know, the, the story early in the week about uh, the offense uh, 
collecting the touchdown passes. And then on Friday, so today, the whoever scored a touchdown on offense, they call up somebody that helped them score, meaning they're looking around to see, okay, I didn't do this just by myself. Maybe somebody picked up a blitz. Tony Pollard, come on up here. We're both going to sign the football and take a picture. And I think that's a pretty good idea, too, uh, to build a brotherhood uh, on on the team so that's not like, well, you know, I was working hard for that touchdown and no one knows what I did, you know, the left guard or something like that. Uh, and for them to give recognition to other guys, I think was pretty neat idea. Do you have a prediction for us, please, sir? Yes, I do, I think. Um, I think, you know, as, as well as the Packers been playing, and again, th- they better not take them for granted, I just think the Cowboys are better, Uh, and I think that it'll be a tight game. I think they'll pull – Cowboys will pull away at the end, something like 30 to 20. Uh, I I just think that uh, they're a better team, Uh, and and not because they're at home, because I kind of like what a couple of the veterans, you know, said. Uh, I think it was uh, Gilmore was saying, you know, you can't just rest on that. you got to go out and win. You know, there's got to be other reasons why you win, not just because of the home field uh, advantage if there, if there is one. you got to go get it. And I think that was healthy not to just say, well, we're at home. We're going to win. You know, this is going to be 17 straight because that's what we do. Um, but think about it. It, it, it. It's pretty unique to the Cowboys because it doesn't happen – Uh, or hasn't happened to this extent around the rest of the league. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right about that. Thank you very much. I hope your prediction is spot on. We will... You hope that because it was the exact same score as you picked. Exactly, no way, Mickey. Seriously. <laughs> you are a genius. And well, I we... hate to break the news to you, but the last time I was right on a score would have been about uh, 20, well, almost 32 years ago. Okay? Well, if and when it happens, Mick, we'll celebrate together on Monday. <laughs> all Sound right. good? We'll, we'll go to Buffalo Wild Wings, all right? There you go. <laughs> Thank like you it. very much. Mickey Spagnola from Dallas. Cowboys.com. Now, we have some news for you is in the midst of this, the Associated Press has put out its all-pro team. I'll just tell you the names, where they are on the team, and then you can ask questions or we can deconstruct it or whatever. First team for the Dallas Cowboys. First team all-pro. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. CeeDee Lamb, Zach Martin, Deron Bland, and Brandon Aubrey. That's it. Deserving. Those, those dudes are very deserving of it, yes. Second team, 
Dak Prescott, Tyler Smith, Tyron Smith, Micah Parsons, and Brian Anger. Now, this will be the first time, I believe, in Micah Parsons' career. I know it's only his third year. That he's got an All-Pro? That he has not been first-team All-Pro. Oh, interesting. So, That's I would... a huge list of guys. Yeah. That's a lot of people on a it's first a good and team. second team. It, like, this is a really good team. It's amazing. And if you want to see insight into the likelihood of how the MVP will play out, Lamar Jackson, first in quarterback. Dak Prescott, second in quarterback. And then Christian McCaffrey was a unanimous selection for running back. So... I might guess on those as my top three, maybe Purdy. If Micah is second team All Pro, yep. That I mean, does that pretty much guarantee he doesn't get Defensive Player of the Year? Yes. Okay. Well, there you go, Kevin. You're the one that put him on that list. I. Are you read the list earlier? Like you put Dak and Micah on the second team. This would lead. I hope you're happy. This would lead me to believe Lamar Jackson is your MVP. Christian McCaffrey is your Offensive Player of the Year, and Miles Garrett is your Defensive Player of the Year, based on the way the voting is structured. We could talk about that again later if we like, of course. But but coming up next, Darius Slay, Carmelo Anthony. And the NCAA again. Do any of these entities deserve forgiveness Friday? Do you? We'll talk about it next live at Buffalo Wild Wings in Frisco on 105.3 The Fan. KNC Masterpiece back here on 105.3 The Fan. We are live at Buffalo Wild Wings in Frisco off of Preston. Have people piling in here. It's been a fantastic day already. And remember... Mike just gave away the first of the Cowboy swag. We have plenty more left. There's hoodies, there's a CD Lamb jersey, and you can register to win via Miller Lite that pair of Cowboys Packers playoff tickets for Sunday. Right now, it's time for some Forgiveness Friday. Now, I played the Mavericks. I'd like to first forgive the person sitting next to me who just blew his nose as hard as he could. Oh, but he took his headphones off. He did. Yeah, you want me to do that with my Could headphones they hear on, that? Mike? Uh, hey, I did Twitch. not until you brought attention to it. Could you hear him blowing his nose? <laughs> I've had some bad allergy problems this week, man. It's been tough. I don't know why. I wonder how many people are going to get sick over the next five days. <sighs> not because of you, just because of the weather. Oh, okay. <laughs> does it weather kind of feel sick? like? <laughs> is it weather that makes you sick, or is it just like does cold? Is what is it about cold that everybody gets sick? Is it because? The prolonged exposure. The germs are more heightened. They're not dead because of the heat and the sun. I hey, figure it out, doctor. Okay, all right. <laughs> so <laughs> the reason I played that is because the Mavericks don't need to ask for forgiveness. There was a time during that game where I thought they might give up the lead <laughs> when I thought they were going to need to ask for forgiveness. But Derek Holland was at the game, and when did they, he feel the same way when they hit the shot? to make it 121-120, Mavericks up, with about a minute nine seconds yep. to go, I think was the exact time. I texted him, oh, my God, we're going to lose this game. <laughs> and I don't mind. When you have a 20-point lead in the second, thir- second, or even kind of midway through the third, 20-point leads in today's game are they like 10-point yeah. leads 20 years ago because the way you shoot three-pointers and just jack up threes left and right, both teams, even when you're winning, you're like, I don't care, within five seconds, jack up a three, see yeah. what happens. Yeah. 20-point leads – aren't that big of a deal. When you do have a 20-point lead and there's like nine minutes to go, you just start doing the math, and you're just like, do you know how bad you have to yeah, play to lose hold a 20-point lead yeah. in the last nine minutes of a game? And I was like, the Mavericks are about to do this. But luckily, they got enough offensive rebounds there for Kyrie to make a great pass to Josh Green and hit the wing three. Now, 
this ties into the rest of the NBA last night because I think other NBA teams last night probably need to ask for forgiveness, specifically the Trailblazers and the Celtics. Let's go ahead and go to cut number nine. And this is Ernie Johnson from TNT trying to give you an idea of their viewership strategy that evening. I'm Ernie Johnson, so this game is out of hand, obviously. 100-62 to 62 is the score in Milwaukee. Celtics have uh, resting the rest of their starters for the rest of the night. So we're thinking, let's see what else is going on in the league. Um, and Oklahoma City, by the way, is up 36 at the half, so we're not going there. Uh, so we'll try the Knicks and the Mavs, and it's uh, a 47-28 game. But it's closer than what's going on in the mean streets. Uh, here's Mark Falwell and Devin Harris. So at that point, the 19-point lead by the Mavericks was the closest. And if you thought that Oklahoma City-Portland game was bad as a 36-point deficit at halftime, just wait. They would outscore, the Oklahoma City Thunder would outscore the Trailblazers by 26 more points in the third quarter, which means going into the fourth quarter, they were ahead by 62 points. That is tied for the largest, I can't remember if it's tied or outright, the largest lead through three quarters in the history of the NBA. Uh, the the TNT can't be happy with that. No, and, there's a major issue in this league right now of effort. And that, that has to be like they, the league has to understand that the, the, the audience doesn't like that. The audience doesn't want to see these blowouts. Ew. It's almost unwatchable right now whenever it gets to these points with most of these games. It's tough because look at the game before. The Mavericks are like, we don't want to play basketball. But we have to. We're getting paid to do it. People paid money to come watch us play. We'll walk up and down a basketball court, lose by 40, and then right. the game will end. And that is, that is about one in every three games in the NBA is one team deciding they don't want to play that night. I, I know the shooting was off, but you cannot convince me that at 118 to 56 that Portland was given its all through those no. first three quarters. Like there is, it's That was the actual score, by the way. That's not a hyperbolic right. score. It was 118 to 56. You've limited it down to this. Let's just, I'm going to be conservative here and say each team has 10 players who can play. You are down to the top 300 players in the whole wide world. No matter how great number one player is, let's just say it's Jokic right now. I know I'm taking a shot here. And number 300 is Dwight Powell. I knew that was going to be the answer. There's not a huge difference. There's, I mean, there is, but there really isn't. When you talk about you only have 300 players in the NBA that actually play minutes. The other 150 kind of just watch the basketball right. games every night. Right. So you're talking about the 300 best basketball players in the world spread out, not one, two, three, four, and five are playing for one team and 296 through 300 are playing for another. You have to not try to lose by 40-plus points. You, you literally have to not try. Yeah. And in this league now, the Mavericks didn't try against the Utah Jazz on January 1st. They didn't try against the Memphis Grizzlies on, I don't know, January 9th or 10th, whatever this last game was. Like, that shouldn't happen. So in a 10-game span, or sorry, a 10-day span, there were two times that the Mavericks said, we don't want to play basketball. Yeah. And that's not unique to the Mavericks. That's the NBA league. I don't know how they've set this up. I do blame a little bit of LeBron James, is that he kind of set this standard in the mid, I say mid-2000s. About a few years into his league, he's like, you know what's the most important thing? Not trying in the All-Star game, but the All-Star game is the most important thing because we just want to put on a show of, like, not trying. Oh, interesting. And he kind of said, like, I'm not going to try quite a bit. And 
Greg Popovich fed into this and go, you know what's great is I got this guy Kawhi Leonard who's going to now lead my team after Tim Duncan's getting older, and we're going to do the you don't even play for 20 games. And it's a weird thing, but over about a two-decade period now, the NBA has gone into a product that I just don't want to pay for. I've gone to two Maverick games, but I just don't want to pay for because there's about a 25% chance that the one of the teams is not going to try that night, and that's not good for a league. Now, I want to get back to basketball in just a second, but I think the NCAA needs to ask for forgiveness, and not for the reasons you might be thinking. There is a promoter in Southern California that wanted to make a brand-new game called the Irrelevant Bowl, where they would take literally the worst two teams in college football and match them up in a bowl game so their players could experience a bowl game and perhaps pick up a win. And it looks like the NCAA is not going along with this. The hope, of course, would be that there would be like two winless teams and somebody's O's got to go. But this sounds (laughs) like a game that I would much rather watch than, I don't know, many, many Hold games on, on the what schedule. What did you just say? You would much rather watch a yeah, game of the worst look, teams? They're not going to be any good. They're the worst for a reason. You give me that game over the 6-6 six and six versus 7-5 and five bowl game all day long. You give me an 0-12 team against a 1-11 team, they're hungry. You think that game is gonna be, would be more exciting than Georgia-Florida State was? <laughs> yes, I do. That was an NBA basketball game. Yes, I definitely <laughs> one team think not that. Not even showing up. Yeah. No. Well, yeah. No, Mike was right about that. One team didn't show up. That's the point there. But unfortunately, it looks as though the NCAA is not going to go along with this radical, groundbreaking idea. Well, that's probably smart on their part. Should I ask for forgiveness? Probably. I, do. I have been frantic. We're going out of town this weekend, and I've Whoa, been. Yeah. Thank. Well, we're just driving, Mike. Um, we are, I've been frantically Is your nanny coming with you to uh, take care of the kids. No, we are taking the dog. Own. We are oh. taking our dog with us though. Um, but I've been frantically okay. running around the house, making sure everything's winterized for, oh, yeah. because yeah. we're leaving and I'm just like the pool last year. I don't know. I, I was able to go out there and check it all the time. And this year, I guess I have a freeze control on it. So if it starts to get certain degrees, it just kicks in automatically because this morning it was all set. But I, I have this old dial that I'm trying to figure out at the same time. I'm trying to do and all this stuff, and it's not How's working. <laughs> and I'm, I'm trying to make sure that it works, but it all, out of nowhere, it just starts working out of nowhere. So I'm like, all right. But I've been making, like, telling people, look, we're leaving cabinet doors open. We're doing this. And they're, my whole house is just like, whatever, Dad. Do I need, do they need forgiveness because they've just been ignoring me on all this stuff? Or am I just the one that's being OCD and frantic about no, it? No, they need to be helping you out. I have a side question. I swear I'm not being sarcastic about this. Okay. How cold would it have to be for your pool to, like, freeze where you could ice skate on it? And why would that be bad? It would be bad because the water in the pipes would then bust. Yeah. And that's, oh, because it's not a and lake. The, and, the, <laughs> and then the <laughs> water in my, uh, in my filter and all that stuff would, like, yeah, the water needs to circulate. So what happens is that those it expands, the ice expands in there, and then it cracks those pipes. And then when it melts, all those pipes are just screwed. I'm Could just, you get a filter fish to help out with that? I don't know. There was a pond about. near our ski place in Utah in Brinehead. And during the daytime, it would get up to, let's say, the mid-30s Okay. with the sun. But at nighttime, it would be in the teens. So once the sun had gone down and gone down for a while. And people were walking on that. So I'm assuming that was about a month okay. of 
lows in the teens, highs in the mid to high 30s, that it would freeze over enough that you could oh. walk on a pond. Okay. Thank you very but much. I don't know exactly what day because I would be super nervous. Hey, I'm going to try it out. I'm going to go walk on the pond. Yes. I'm going to be the one no. to try it out on yeah. December 1st. Like, if it's not ready, if it cracks and I'm too far out, I'm going to die. Or at least have a good chance of dying. Yes, I would be very concerned about that. Now, I want to go ahead and fire off cut number four if we can real quick. At first, I thought maybe the Nuggets needed to ask for forgiveness. But then I heard his reasoning. This is Carmelo Anthony talking about another player. In this case, Nikola Jokic wearing number 15 in Denver. It was a petty maneuver. It wasn't like, oh, we got numbers to choose from. It was like, here. Take this one. You got 15. Ooh. And y'all put Jokic in the middle of that. He don't know the f*** He don't even care. He could have been like, I want to wear 15. He could have been like, 15 is here. I can wear 15. Oh, that's Melo's number. You know what I mean? Like, just pay homage. I don't know. He could have wore because he wanted to pay homage. Right. But what I believe is that they gave him 15 to try to erase what you did. What I did. Your accomplishments over there. That's crazy. I used to think about it. I don't think about this shit no more, though. Yeah. Because what's meant to be is meant to be. Yeah, he obviously doesn't think about it anymore. But also, and probably more importantly, you're telling me that the Denver Nuggets tried to erase you by giving number 15 to a second-round pick who was so irrelevant they ran his draft selection during a Taco Bell commercial. That's the guy they were like, this kid, Look, he's going to destroy him. He, it's amazing, the egos. I think wide receivers, cornerbacks, and NBA basketball players have the biggest egos. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com in all of sports in year number eight there so he's played seven years in year number eight he demands out of denver now they're really good they still have a legitimate chance to make like an nba finals run yeah but they've tried to do what he wanted they brought in iverson that didn't work and so he's like you know what i know we're good i know we're a 50 win team every year with me here I want out. I want to go to New York. I want to be in the bright lights. I want this. And there's nothing you can do to change my mind. So we're supposed to pay homage to you for ruining our organization. I just Woo! want to make Mark Aguirre and Carmelo Anthony are the same player. Mark Aguirre's not, his number's not retired for a reason. He treated this city at times like a piece of dump. Mark Aguirre was a great player, a multi-time All-Star, arguably the best player. The argument is him and Rolando Blackman yep. at the same time. And there were times where Mark Aguirre was better. There's times where Rolando Blackman was better. They made it to the Western Conference Finals. The first ever success in the history of the Dallas Mavericks was because of Mark Aguirre and Rolando Blackman. There's a reason Mark Aguirre isn't up there. He demanded out. He hated Dick Mata. Then he wasn't fond about um, John McLeod. And so he demanded out, and we had to take a dump of a person in Adrian Dantley back, and it ruined the franchise. All right, man, if you want to ruin a franchise, I can't pay homage to you. 
We're the KNC Masterpiece right here on 105 Through the Fan. Coming up next, live from Buffalo Wild Wings in Frisco, off of Preston, it's time for Gridiron Gravy. Prop bets for the Super Wild Card round. We'll do it next right here on the Fan. Second and five at the Detroit 8. Seven and a half minutes in the game. Snap to Prescott, standing and looking and throwing right to the end zone. Brandon Cooks, touchdown Cowboys. Perfect route, perfect throw. Cowboys regain the lead. KNC Masterpiece back here on 105.3 The Fan. We're live at Buffalo Wild Wings in Frisco off of Preston. And right now, it's time to go around the entire NFL and dip into some gridiron gravy. Dip. I have a football question. Sure. Is this the most excited you guys get um, getting ready for a sporting event? And I'm not saying just the Cowboys, but obviously the Cowboys need to be in the playoffs for it to be as exciting as a Cowboys fan that the playoffs are starting in the NFL. Is there another moment where the anticipation I think, is more? I think so. The only the equivalent. Like just for the sport in general. I'm sorry, Kevin. I, just, I wanted to Yeah, confirm. yeah. Yeah, like I guess are you more excited general, about, like, maybe opening day in baseball? Okay, are you yeah, more gotcha. excited about, I don't know, um, the NCAA basketball tournament starting and getting ready for that Thursday when there's going to be 5,000 games on? I was just I, wondering how it. What's the excitement level Gener right now? Generically, for just a, as a sports fan, I'm more excited for the first two days of the NCAA tournament because I think those might be my favorite two days in sports. Right. But as someone who has a vested interest in the Cowboys, I was thinking about it. The only thing that would match it was the World Series this year, and that's probably not a fair comparison. Right, because it would be Super Bowl for the Cowboys. Exactly. And so I'm more excited about this round than I was like the wild card round in baseball. And so, oh man, I loved the wild card round. I was nervous for wild card round for sure. Sure, like oh, uh, they there played were lots so well in Seattle uh, <laughs> right before. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it, it, it took me back to you know where the way we felt in ten and eleven. You know yeah. it, that that feeling of oh my gosh, like here we are in this moment. Yeah. Uh, I guess I have a different type of nervousness for this Cowboys team specifically. Yeah. In that, like the nervousness is they can't let. It can't go wrong. If it yeah. goes wrong, it would be the worst. I won't expand on that question. Let's go around the NFL. <laughs> well, I was going to say, we've talked about it off air, but the forecast for Kansas City and Miami continues to get worse and worse. Currently, the high for the entire day out there is eight. <laughs> That's what it's supposed to be here on Monday. I think eight or nine. Isn't that the That's low, the low. Yeah. Okay, so they're low is supposed to be about minus nine. The temperature at kickoff should be below zero, and wind chills could drive it into the minus 30s, give wow. or take. And that the windshield factor is whenever you're driving seven no. miles an hour down the road. No. What, how cold is your windshield? <laughs> That's like That's negative 400, because when I'm driving a golf cart, when it's 45 <laughs> degrees outside, <laughs> it feels like it's freezing. You're like when you, you start driving to your ball, you're like, God, is it 12 degrees out here? <laughs> yeah. So I can't imagine driving. Uh, you know, something that's going 70 miles an hour when it's 45 degrees outside with nothing blocking the wind. It would feel negative 30. That's the, or actually, like it would feel closer to 12. Now, as we predicted yesterday, it Gerard, feels like 25 outside here right now. Let me ask you a question yeah. real quick about that game. Yeah. Do you think they should cancel that game? That, that's a ridiculous temperature to play football, and it's not going to be a good product. Or should they just say, sorry, Kansas City, we're moving it to Texas? I think once you get to actual temperature at or below zero, 
I, I would listen to that. Okay. But that might not be the only game where there's weather concerns. Obviously, oh, with yeah, Buffalo, Buffalo. And there was the... 65-mile-an-hour winds yeah. up there. And I think it was a fake rumor that that game was being moved to Cleveland, circulated for a while there. But, yeah, maybe the NFL's like, they just pop on a tape of the ice bowl, and they're like, hey. Do we really they, want they, this again? They figured it out. <laughs> you figure it out. So okay. there's a blizzard warning right now in Green Bay. I wanted to see, like... What would be the forecast yeah. if this game was there on Sunday? That is a high of 10 and a low of negative 7 in Green Bay, Wisconsin. <laughs> so if somehow advantage. this game was flipped Hell to Green no. Bay, I it would be around 0 away. degrees, uh, maybe 5 degrees at kickoff, and then get down to negative yeah. 3 or something during the late part of the yeah. game. Home field advantage. The Cowboys won't ever play in weather that bad. That's true. Because yeah, I mean, even if, San Francisco would be nicer than that. Absolutely, you're right. absolutely right about that. What job do you have to still live in Green Bay? <laughs> what if you work for the Packers? <laughs> Tuesday, right. the high Couldn't is zero. The high clear. is literally zero. Yeah, you're a road in shoveler. Green Bay. Uh, you, um, you. I like, have no. You can clue, make man. cheese anywhere. I don't know what makes uh-huh. their cheese better, uh-huh. but I'll figure out how to make close to the same good cheese here in in Dallas, Fort Worth. Gerard Mayo, as we predicted yesterday, has been named the new head coach of the New England Patriots. So congratulations to him for picking up that job. I've got some prop bets for you for Super Wild Card Weekend. Give me your over-under for largest margin of victory in any of the six games. I think Buffalo will win by – it's tough because you showed me the blizzard that they're going to have to play in, so that's tough to rack up tons of points. I think they'll win by 20 or more. 28. Okay. The over-under for largest margin of victory, 21 and a half. All right. Dang it, I was right there, so that would be a tough – I'd still bet over that because, you know – the tough thing about playoff games is they can get out of hand because if you're down by 20 points early in the fourth quarter and you still are trying, and it's fourth and three from your 17, you're <laughs> yeah, like, I have it. to go for yes. it. I can't punt yes. anymore. And if you don't get it, they have the ball on your 17. I agree with that for sure. What A lot are of you... people texting in jobs in Milwaukee, by the way. Jobs oh, okay. Outstanding. <laughs> what do you think is more likely, a quarterback to score a receiving touchdown or any opening kickoff fee return for a touchdown. Receiving touchdown for a quarterback. Both of Trick those time, are 40 to 1. Do you think somebody will kick a field goal of 60 yards or more? In any of the I, games. I would bet no, but I bet I, I'm, I'm going to not have the favorable odds. But you have to look at, it has to be, help me out here, it has to be in Detroit, in Dallas. Arlington. Yeah. Because all the outdoor games, there's just no it way. It feels very unlikely. Unless it's in, like, Denver, right? Uh, they're not playing. But they're not playing. Seven to one on your money. That that seems like pretty I decent like odds right there. I feel like once we get to, like, within 70 yards, uh, Mike McCarthy's like, all right, I think we're close. We're getting closer. So, I mean, 60 might be Brandon Aubrey's distance. There is nothing more I want to see than them snapping the ball off the midfield logo (laughs) and just booting it from there. If you are at halftime, there's not much of a penalty to do it, right? Because they're not getting the ball back. Oh, absolutely. The tough thing is, obviously, if you're kicking from your 30, (laughs) or I guess that would be an (laughs) 80-yarder, but if you're kicking from your 40, that's a really tough one. It is. If he misses this, 
They only have 40 yards to go for a touchdown in a playoff the game. The posts are about as wide as that pole is, right, from where we're sitting right now. It's like, I, but oh, you can't man, even – you're just going to like, I just got to kick it as hard <laughs> as I can and hope it goes in the right direction. Yep. All right, I think you guys will get this. What do you think is the Ozon favorite for lowest scoring game during Wild Card Weekend? I lowest think the score. Pittsburgh game because I don't think they're going to score. So I think it's going to be Buffalo something to zero. Now, 13. that one is – even money, but check this out. If you go for the highest scoring games, all the games are two to six to one, with the exception of Pittsburgh and Buffalo, which is 20 to one. They're like, maybe it's the weather, maybe it's the Pittsburgh offense. They do not believe there will be a high scoring game here whatsoever. I just wonder if. If you're picking the lowest scoring game, the other one I would look at because of weather is the Chiefs and the Dolphins. I don't know how you can consistently move the ball when it, your hands are going to be frozen. If you're Tyreek Hill, I get how great he is. My hands are going to be frozen. Yeah. No, I definitely understand what you're saying. Does your wife ever put her hands on your oh bare my gosh, back because her worst. hands are cold? I'm like, you don't need to put your hands there. My wife did that what? to me this morning, and I just took it because I was just like, I was like, she's like, are my hands cold? I'm like, yes, they're cold, but I know you need them warmed up, so use my back right now to warm up your hands. Mm-hmm. Don't and forget for Masterpiece reason, of the Week coming up at 1.30 today. They don't seem to today. get much warmer. At some point, I would think your fingers are going to get warmer at some point on my back, but they're not. And then she's like, they'll heat up faster if I go to the warmest part of your body. <laughs> Which is? Your crotch. Your back? Your crotch. <laughs> you said it. That's the warmest part. You know it is. It is. We're all afraid of it. What? She comes in with cold hands and is like, hey, and you're just like, nope. I'm wearing underwear today. I don't know what happened. They know what I'm talking what about. about. What about what else is on our football nuggets? Coming up next, we're just going to bail the break. <laughs> Coming up next, we're live at Buffalo Wild Wings in Frisco. Cowboys win because Cowboys lose because 877-881-1053. Want to get on that truckwreck.com text line. We'll do it next right here on The Fan. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.